ACW is sponsored by Jabadi. Self-care through skincare. Jabadi is for everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to ACW Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. So glad that my listeners are there. We started last week talking about sexual health, but basically sexual health when it comes to the females. I have an amazing co-host today that's going to join me. Her name is Charlena Wheeler. She is a womb health educator. Wow. That is so, so, so interesting. We're going to hear from Charlena, uh, but our topic of discussion today is going to focus on feminine health um, for the woman. Now, yes, we are discussing self-care, introducing um, products, feminine products that can help a woman keep her yoni fresh. So we're going to talk about that yoni as well today and healthy. So we will also uh, talk about sensuality versus sexuality. So our whole conversation this month is around sexual health and from different perspectives. So I'm so happy to have Sherlina here with us today because we're going to explore sexuality from a physical, mental, and spiritual perspective. So welcome, Sherlina. Please share with our audience your passion behind this subject and please educate us on the Health Womb Educator. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. I really appreciate the opportunity to share what it is, is my passion. And that is the feminine health, sensuality versus sexuality conversation. Um, So how I got started was I actually started by making my own natural bath and body products. I have a line that's called Naturally For You. And it dealt with soaps and lotions, creams, and just anything that we would use on our bodies in the bath, just to kind of make ourselves look and feel good. And that was my way of connecting with women. Um, I kind of felt like there was something that was missing that I needed to, to do more just in talking with people about my products. There was always something else that seemed to be the undertone, the undersurface. And what I realized that was is how we as women have been taught by men to take care of ourselves, or should I say to not take care of ourselves? And I wanted to address that. And so I started seeking and asking the universe, what is it, what what am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to do this? I actually thought I was going to create this whole new avenue of self-care for women. But when I started checking into it, I found out that there is a whole, um, there's a whole community of um, indigenous indigenous self-care rituals, protocols, and services that our ancestors practiced that used to be passed down to us from generation to generation. And because of the big farm and all of the new products that come out, and because there needs there, there was a control issue when it came to how women took care of themselves. Other people were uncomfortable with how we looked, how we smelled, how we taste. And so they came up with these products, but they didn't take into consideration the damage that that did to our spirituality, our sensuality. And so my products address that from the mind, body, and spirit. How do we take care of ourselves every day? This is nothing special. It's nothing new. It doesn't have to be um, a, a regiment. It's just how, just like we breathe, it's something that we do. And so I found a way to have products, services, protocols, and systems in place that help us do that when we don't know how. Wow, wow. You, you really brought that forward in reference to 
how women take care of their body. And I love what you said about how products have been produced by men for women. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and you know, you don't really think about what, not to say that a man cannot specialize in a woman's body or anatomy or whatever, but you would think that because a woman who is truly experiencing her own self would have a better perspective on how to take care of her body. And I appreciate you for creating these products. Um, and as you've mentioned, it's been around for generations and generations um, from our indigenous beginning. I, I really appreciate what you're doing, uh, Charlena. And we're going to talk more about the women focus on taking care of their body. And uh, again, um, thank you so much for that. All of that, what you just shared and uh very important that we take charge of our bodies from a woman perspective mm-hmm. um, and doing it from a natural perspective. Mm-hmm. I love that. So t- tell us more about your, your um, women sensuality product. Uh, what does it consist of? What are the natural ingredients of it all? Um, elaborate on that. So the products that I make are everyday products that women need um, or may want to try. Anyway, anything from Yoni soaps, whether it's a bar soap or a liquid soap, Yoni fresh, um, ways to stay fresh and clean. I always tell this story um, to people who aren't familiar with some of my products and how I get an insight for it. I like watching old movies. And so back in the 40s or the 50s, you if you were watching a movie, you would see a woman in a situation and she would say, excuse me, I'm going to go freshen up. And I'm like, but they never, you know, we never thought about, well, what does freshen up mean? Well, what is she in there doing? Well, back <laughs> right. In, right. So back in those days, hygiene wasn't what it is today. They didn't have soaps and lotions like we do today. They didn't have perfumes and deodorants. So some women of, of, of a certain economic level understood that whatever I did this morning at six o'clock in the morning to get fresh, it's not going to last me all day. So I'm going to excuse myself and I'm going to go in and I'm going to do a bird bath or whatever that looks like. And I'm like, well, how do you do that in an environment where you're in an office complex or you're in your car or you're, you're away from home? How do you do that? So some of the products are for home use because it's a soap base. Some of the products are not a soap base, but they have ingredients in them that help keep us fresh and to help our pH balance and to help us feel more confident and comfortable. There's nothing worse than being all dressed up, looking beautiful and gorgeous, but feeling like, wow, I, can I smell my own breath? Wow, is that my armpits? You know, what's going on here? And that just brings our level of confidence down. And so my whole goal is to help us stay empowered in any and every situation. And the first thing is within ourselves. I use a lot of different modalities to help create or infuse my products. I'm a tantrika. I practice uh, tantra, um, which is a a specific type of sexual energy, creative energy, um, sensual energy. Um, I also... I am also a Reiki master teacher. I've studied Reiki and I've been trained in that type of energy healing modalities. And when you understand all of that, you realize that energy is everywhere and energy can be used for positive and it can be used for negative. And so infusing all of my products with love, with um, prosperity, with health, with clear mind, focus, grounding, 
while I'm making those products, either with the energy of the universe, with sound therapy, with music, with poetry, with my with the love that I have from within, all of that goes into it. When grandma's in the kitchen cooking and the food comes out on the table, you can feel and taste and smell the love that's in that food. That's an energy. It's not an it's not a tangible ingredient. It's something right. that she infused in there. Can you imagine the conversations that grandma was having? People were coming to the house that she hadn't seen. She was gathering the family and she put her love and her heart into that. Well, I do the same thing with my products. That's my kitchen. I put my love, my energy. I ask the universe, whatever the person that's receiving this product needs for their highest good, give that to them whether it's peace, whether it's clarity, whether it's healing, whatever it is. So it's not just a lotion or a soap. It's not just an herb for yoni staining or for yoni washing. It's infused with the energetic energy of the universe. And because I believe that and I know it to be true, so it is. Yes. And so, yes. And so it is. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes, girl. Now let's talk more because you are a, I mean, you have so many different um, holistic healing methods um, that you're specialized in. And I really want to talk about the area in reference to women. What, what approach uh, healing approaches that you really target when it comes to women, you said something earlier in reference to your different um, approaches and uh, getting people to understand that um, sensuality and sexuality is an energy thing. Let's talk mm -hmm. more about that because it okay. really is. And even the senses, you just, what you just described in reference to your mother, your grandmother's kitchen mm -hmm. is exactly mm -hmm. what, what I want to talk about. That mm -hmm. senses, that sex is not always just about the act. It's those senses. It's those, everything that's in that re, it's, it's built upon. So yeah, please elaborate more on that. Okay, so here this and this is my perspective. I respect all people's views. Um, and so it's not to discount what everyone has been thought, what they've been taught or what they believe. This is just my perspective. And if I can give you a little bit of insight to maybe challenge what you're thinking and open up because what Pete, what society has not given women and what we thought we needed to be given and we didn't was permission. Right. Permission. Correct. To permission to think, to permission to be unique, permission yes. to not have to be in a box. So here's my perspective on sensuality versus sexuality. So sensuality, and it's, it's really, it's re the human language is very basic. Sensuality deals with the first five letters of this word, senses. It deals with the senses, the taste, the smell, the hearing, the, 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 the seeing, the visual right? It deals with the senses. Anything that stimulates or activates the senses is sensual. Now, because society wants us to control us and wants us to always be not within our power, they lump sensuality and sexuality together. And then they tell you sexuality is a no-no. You can't be sexual in front of people. You can't, which we think is sensual and it's not. The way a person walks, right. if you, I love the way Denzel Washington walks. I love the way that man walks. There is nothing about sex. Exactly. Right. It's the right. way he walks. It he makes walks. my mouth water. That's my senses. <laughs> right now, it also may make my yoni water because my mouth and my, our mouth and our yonis are connected. That's not a bad thing. 
<laughs> no, it's not. That, it's not. A, we think if we feel something in our gut, if we feel it in our vagina, that it's a bad thing because I'm sitting in church and I just got an activation. Oh, that's no. You're supposed to feel every part right, of our body right. is supposed to feel. feel. So the so sensuality is anything that bring, brings pleasure, enjoyment, and fulfillment to your senses. When people love to eat, they love to eat. That's bringing pleasure and joy. When you love to listen to beautiful music or look at beautiful paintings, right? When you love massages, you love to be touched. It has nothing to do with sex. Now, can it? Of course, everything can, but it does not. You can separate those two out. Right. But here's what, here's what I like to say. Why separate them out? Why do we have to separate them out? Why has society <laughs> right. told us that if you see something that looks good, your mouth can't water, your vagina can't get juicy, and you can't say, mm, I like to have that, and just leave it at that. Why does it have to be more than? So when, right, I, think exactly. of, when I think of sexuality, I think sexuality is anything that engages in sex. Foreplay? Foreplay is dealing with the senses. A lot of sex is dealing with the senses, but it's a physical act or right. it's a it's an energetic act. You don't have to get naked and get sweaty and get hot and have intercourse to have a great sexual experience. It's called SEX and it's sensual energy exchange. Period. Sensual and energy, energy exchange. exchange. And we do it all day long. We do it with everyone that we meet. It's the way we vibe with someone and it's an energy and that's all it is. Now, if you want to take that energy and produce a record or produce a cake or cook a feast or uh, have sex and produce a baby, you decide how you're going to use that energy, but it's all the same creative energy. Sexual energy is creative energy. When you see someone creating a conglomerate, a major corporation, there's a lot of sexual energy that goes into that because mm. sex is, was not just produced to create a baby. It's to right. create whatever it is that you want to create. You want a beautiful relationship? You can do that through sex. You want to have a beautiful house. You want to wash and dryer next week? You know what you need to do. It's how we cho choose to use that energy. It's not a bad thing. It's just that society has told us it's a bad thing or that it's inappropriate. But that's right. one of the ways we take care of ourselves is by making ourselves feel good and feel satisfied. There's a spirit body and there's a human body. What one requires, the other doesn't. It doesn't mean that you don't satisfy the other. It means you recognize where you are. Are you in your human, you know, your animal or are you in your spirit? What, right. is the spirit, where, what is the spirit saying for you to do? Maybe the spirit is saying you need a hug. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Where, you're, where you're human, your body is saying, yeah, but I need a little bit more than a hug. <laughs> Acknowledge where you are and then go with that and don't reject yourself for it. And don't reject right. other people too. We have to see people and meet people where they are. If you see that's someone true. that's being, oh, what we would, what someone would assume is overtly sexual, there's a reason why. What is it that they're trying to get? Maybe they're just trying to get attention and that's the only way that they know how to get it. So if you give them attention in a different way, would they be accepting to it? If what they want is attention, they would be accepting to it. But if what they want is the sex, 
that's the way that they want to receive that. It's not a bad thing. If you're not willing to offr that, then let them be. Right. You're, you're so you're correct. And you know something else, Sherlina, that, that as you're talking, I'm just thinking how people really do overrate sex and not looking from, from a spiritual perspective. Um, and, and, as you mentioned, satisfying the senses is really just that simple. Um, but society makes it so challenging and difficult and sometimes fearful and sinful and all these crazy things they put around it. Um, I had, I had a conversation with my public health specialist a few weeks ago in reference to educating young people into a sexual life. It would be Mm -hmm. such a blessing and such a benefit it, it would be explained to them the way you just explained it um and that's why you're here and that's why people need to hear <laughs> what you what you're saying we need more of you to help especially our women because this is all about women's sexual health to right. understand their bodies understand their mental their physical and their spiritual selves mm-hmm. because it's all connected and you just put it together so well that you know a young woman talking, sitting, talking with you could either have challenge. I, I don't want to say challenge that young woman. But it would take that young woman to a place of peace and joy when it comes to understanding sexual sex or having a, a sexual life. Right. Um, yeah. So, but again, it has to, uh, you have to be exposed to it. Um, you mentioned something earlier in reference to um, indigenous and, and, and culture, because we talked about culture and sex too. And, and where you're speaking from is coming from a very cultural, indigenous um, kind of perspective, because many tribes around the country still do educate their young people based on what you have just shared with us today. So, so- um so you're you're absolutely correct. The one thing that that we do, you know, it's just it's just a habit that we do. The way we were taught, the way we we, we learned, the way we had traditions, the religion that we grew up in, all um, our basis for our beliefs doesn't make the beliefs true or accurate or correct, but they are our beliefs. Our ancestors had different beliefs, different cultures, and so when no one ever told me that the relationships that I had been in all of my life were a a monogamous relationship. I'd never looked up the word monogamy. I I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it means, but I knew, but looking back on it, that's the way the expectation was from everyone is to be monogamous. Mm. Meaning, Meaning, and this is the true word, the true meaning of monogamy, to be with one mate your entire life Period, point blank. It's not a die and then if if they die, you die, no divorce. You are mated with one person till your death and to to their death. Period, point blank. That's monogamous. And so we adapted this pseudo monogamy. And no one ever told me that monogamy was a relationship style. Because if they had told me that, I would say, oh, so what's the head? So that's the the, the, the under the umbrella, what's the name of the umbrella? It's a relationship right. style. What are the other relationship styles? No one ever talked to me right. about that. What, the, what do those yeah. look like? Yeah. Why can't I, uh, you know, be, be taught about those? Well, our ancestors knew about them. They practiced them. And we have, we set up our lives based off of what other people are comfortable with. Our church, our pastors, our parents, our friends, Mr. Morals, whoever he is, I don't know what Mr. Morals has to do with my life, but he all up in my house controlling (laughs) 
how I do and how I see. I don't, I no longer appreciate that. My question is, who are you in my life and, and in my purpose to tell me what I can and cannot and how I should and should not do? Right. We have all of these laws set up to govern and everything. I, I mean, I have an appreciation of it, but then I don't. I want young people to understand because we've already been programmed. We have to be mm-hmm. deprogrammed. And a right. lot of times when we hear something that's not of what we're familiar with or comfortable with, we shut it down. Children mm-hmm. are still open. I want them to understand. Set up your life in structures that make you happy that make you successful, that lend to your purpose. What is that? Whatever that is. And it doesn't have to look like what everybody else is. As a matter of fact, when it doesn't look like someone else's and it works for you, that's when you know you're on the right track. Or yes, maybe, yes. maybe maybe someone has been doing something and you've heard about it. And you know what? It speaks to my spirit. Right. So I, now, I now understand the difference between monogamy and exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Right. Exclusive is a choice. I, I choose to be exclusive with my six partners that I have. I'm exclusive <laughs> with them. Right. Okay? That's mm-hmm. not, I'm not, I'm not telling any one of them that it is just you, mm-hmm. but we are exclusive within ourselves. Now, if you want, you want to call that monogamy, call it whatever you want to call it. As long as you are comfortable with everything else that goes along with that. And see, monogamy sets you up. It kind of sets you up for for a failure because then you come up with this cheating. And I felt like you should have been doing. Why would I feel like you should be doing anything? That sounds like I want to control you. What is it about me that I feel I need to control what you're doing and who you're doing it with? I need to look at me. I start with me in everything. If there's an argument, if there's a misunderstanding, I'm looking at me. I could care less about this other person. What is that reflecting me? What is that showing me? Because guess what? I don't like what I'm seeing. And I bet what I'm seeing is exactly what I am. And Mm -hmm. if I don't like, and if I don't like it, I can do something about, I can change that reflection that I'm seeing in this other person. I can't change the other person, but I can change what I'm, what I'm seeing in me. I think a lot of time with, with the young people, they need to understand that you don't have to follow like, you know, sheep to slaughter. Right. We can use our brains and say, what, but why and how? And this works for me. It works for us. And I'm comfortable with it. And I don't want to have to explain it because explaining means someone wants to judge you. I don't like being judged. So I can't judge. So I can't be judging others. I want to listen. Why do you do this? And and how does that make you feel? And what do you get from that? That's that's those are probing questions because I'm using that for me not to judge you. You see what I'm saying? Yes, correct, correct. Now, now, Charlena, let's let's get back on the yoni refreshers because we we're, we're focusing our, on sexual health for women. And we want our women to care of their bodies, and we want them mm-hmm. to understand their bodies. And you have some fabulous products. I was looking at online um, your sensual vitality products, especially the yoni uh, mm-hmm. steamer. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you have a yoni steamer for teenagers. That's like yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh, yes, that is so so cool. But now. How how does Yoni Refreshener prepare the woman's body for a creative and enjoyable sexual experience? You know, how, how does that really get a woman ready for a really enjoyable, just free type sexual experience? So, again, all of this, the herbs that I use are 
infused with a lot of different energies. So the one that specifically has to do with um, sex and intercourse is, I call it passion. So it has aphrodisiacs and herbs, um, mood stimulants to help physically and emotionally and spiritually get in the mood. So it'll help with lubrication of not just your oral senses, but the vagina. So anytime I'm speaking of the mouth, I'm also speaking of the vagina because they are the same. Um, we just feed them differently, if that makes sense. And so the yoni steam for passion or for sensuality um, really evokes a lot of aphrodisiac herbs, which help, mm, I don't, it, 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 it acts differently with different people, but it really does make you feel yummy and juicy and open, okay. and, recept and, open and receptive. And that's the idea. It's not like alcohol where you, you, oh, I'm doing something I don't want. No, what it does is it releases natural endorphins in our bodies that feel good. Like when we eat chocolate, no one thinks that that's a sexual thing, right? But okay. you could take, you could take that really good yummy feeling and you could use it for, for any, for, for anything that you want. So with the yoni steam, the passion yoni steam, it really helps lubricate, um, and helps freshen the vagina. It helps with the blood flow to the vagina. And I, I know a lot of people don't understand, but if there's not substantial blood flow to the vagina, then the senses don't really wake up. It's like, you okay. know, you got to get, you got to get me ready. Okay. So these yoni steams and yoni teas get you ready. If you, if you okay. understand what that means. And so with that being said, you feel like a nice fragrant plump peach and you want to move your hips and you right. want, and, and maybe it's just to dance because that's, that can mm -hmm. be very sensual. There's right. a lot about, again, there's a lot about sex that's, sen that's more sensual. So the way we move and the way, the pep in our step when we're walking, yeah, nice yoni steam will have you pepping in your step. Someone else is going to see that and say, oh, she's being very sexual. Well, maybe that's because <laughs> you, that's the energy you want to put out. But yoni right. steam is also something that most women who haven't heard about it, but they've heard of um, dush or dushing. So dushing is society's um, remedy for female issues. Right. Our, Very our, old our, yes. Our indigenous culture tells us to take care of our body with the herbs that were sent here. And so instead of dushing and damaging our bodies, we steam naturally because the steam comes from, and the herbs comes from the earth. So it does the same thing and better. It can help with passion. It can help with fibroids. It can help with horrible PMS and cramps, fertility, um, you name it. And one of the reasons why I really love um, reaching out to the moon babies or the young girls, even before they start a cycle, we as women come into this world in a cycle and we stay in a cycle. We don't have Correct. to have, we don't have to have uh, our period to be in cycle. We are constantly in cycle, but we only pay attention to it when we see it because we're not really connected to our energetic bodies. But young moon babies, their physical cycle hasn't yet started. So for them to start steaming, they can prevent a lot of the things that I create herbs to correct. They can prevent those things. They oh. can pre prevent themselves from having PMS and cramps and fibroids, endometriosis, cystitis, um, um, horrible, horrible, horrible cramps. 
you know, they can help their bodies. It's almost a um, medicinal. It's pre-active as opposed to being reactive. Don't wait until you have fibroids or you have really horrible hobo cramps. Let's do something about it, if possible, to begin with. So for young girls right. to not dush, but to steam as a practice and do that on a monthly basis would help set them up so that they would be in a much better place than their mothers and their grandmothers were at the same age. Correct. Correct. And you know, one thing, Charlene, it's funny when you um, think about that douching, because I go back and I reflect on this water bottle kind of thing with mm-hmm. this long rubber mm-hmm. and this thing mm-hmm. on the end. It's like, what is that for? And who created that? A man, you know? <laughs> a man created it. Oh no, I'm serious. No, I'm, no, I'm serious. Most men are offense. Most men as a culture, especially historically speaking, you know, there's a part in, in the Bible, if you read the Bible, that there was a part, and no one ever explained to me what this meant as a woman, as a 50 year old woman, I realized, and I could just be slow, but nobody told me this. I had to figure it out. There's a part in the Bible that talks about a woman who has an issue of blood. She had an issue of blood and she was not allowed to go to church during this time. I'm like, what does that have? She's sick. What the hell you mean? She can't go. She's sick. She's supposed to go, right? No, she was on her cycle. She was on her cycle. She most likely had the worst fibroids in the world and she was constantly bleeding. At that time to bleed was to be unclean and you could not go into church. As a matter of fact, you would leave your home and go to the red tent. That's where they get these red tent um, women groups. You go to the red tent and other women would help tend to you during that time. You were looked at as being unclean. So men came up with, the sanitary napkin and all the toxins that they put in it to mask the odor from what naturally came out of us, right? And so we have to think about why is this thing, who created it? What are the ingredients and what was the purpose for it? Most of the time, even though at the end we might've thought it benefited us as women, it didn't. It did more harm and more damage because my great grandmother passed that on to my grandmother. She passed it on to my mom. My mom passed it on to me. Yes, I passed it, pass it on to my kids and then I went back. I passed it on to my kids and I went back and took that stuff back and taught them correctly so my granddaughters won't be taught that anymore. We broke that cycle. But how many generations did it take? And I had to ask the question. Somebody's got to ask the question. Is this for and our you, betterment? Yes, and you are so correct. That's why we're having this conversation. Look, Charlene, I'm in my 50s too, so I know what you're talking about. Everything that you just described and talk about is basically how we all were raised based on our generational uh, uh, timeline. We were all absolutely same, same information, same mm-hmm. thing. So it is time to break this curse. And I hope mm-hmm. listeners are listening, especially our females. Let's start teaching our young women the correct yes. way to embrace their bodies, love their bodies, mm-hmm. understand sensuality, understand sexuality. None of it is a negative. It's not something to be afraid of, to be feared. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it's a mental thing, too, because if you bring put all that on what we just said and put a person in a state of fear, then that person probably be reluctant to mm-hmm. really uh, live their life from a, on, on every level. So it's yes. like almost like uh, brainwashing. <laughs> no, it's exactly, it's exactly what it is. You take, you take something that's powerful and sex, the act of sex, the energy surrounding sex is very powerful. You take something like that you tr- and you deflate it. You say that it's not of God. You say that it's not Christian or whatever your religion is. 
You say that it's not um, necessary, right? You say that it's, you know, lower chakra level. You, you say all of these negative things about it and you hush it up, but then guess what? It's the, the, the thing that if it stops, the world will stop. We don't understand the power that sexual energy, not intercourse, but sexual energy has. In the biblical days, they used to, when they, if there was a problem when men were trying to resolve something, the first thing they would do is they would send a woman. Send a woman to him. Ah, get, yes. get him in the because it's powerful. But see, men didn't want us to be powerful. They wanted to use our power. So they would send us, and the, the best of us, when it was done, it was done. Correct? So how whatever Correct. it was that they wanted that outcome to be at the meeting tomorrow, we're gonna send her tonight. She's gonna get it right. Right. And because of the because of the the, the power of and they didn't necessarily have to have sex. It's what I'm saying. Right. The, pres the presence of a strong woman who understands how intelligent and powerful she is. You don't have to, you, sometimes you don't have to say anything. Correct. Because, because it will be intimidating to them. What is it that you want? How can I make myself feel better sitting in your presence? Because right now I feel kind of low. You feel low because you think of me as low. Right. So allow right. me to allow me to be where I need to be and you can feel however you, you need to feel. Wow. Wow. We could talk about this. So we, this subject can go on and on and on. And we are going to continue the subject uh, on sexuality and sexual health and, and women and, and just and, and men. Also, we're going to talk about men's health next month. So we're going to bring on that side of the story, too. But we want our women to understand that we are in a new place, a new time. And we got to have we got to get out of the box and right. embrace uh our existence our goddessness <laughs> absolutely so, but i appreciate you so please before you leave you got to tell our audience about your website how to get in touch with you you offer workshops on relationships and just in, in connecting with your partner so share with our audience more about your healing approaches and where you can be reached and how you can help them beautiful so the healing approaches that I use stem from my training with Tantra, my training with Reiki, and just from the universe, literally just asking. Sometimes I would just be sitting and I would be, have a question. And most things that I talk about stem from me. I had an issue with it. I had to figure it out. There are a bunch of different alternatives. I chose this one, but other people may have other options for them. And I love sharing those with people. And what it's all about is just giving people permission to be. No one gave us permission. So we think that it has to be a certain way. I love to counsel and coach both men and women because men were taught by men that didn't know anything either. Men didn't just teach the women, you know, the, the negative stuff. They taught each other as well. True. Correct. You can, you can always reach me, my products, my services. If you have any questions, you can definitely leave me a comment and I'll get back with you. My website is um, N is in Nancy, F is in Frank, Y is in Yes, Soaps, S O A P S dot com. And there are links on the side for feminine health, for men's health, for bath and body, for coaching and counseling, um, for herb. I do herb consultations for people who are looking to be more holistic in their approach for taking care of themselves. 
I love rituals and protocols. Rituals and protocols is what we call practices. What's your practice? What's your monthly practice? Well, I go get my nails done. I go get my hair. <laughs> I right. do my yoni steaming. I get my reiki. Add it all in there. It's all there connected. And I would love to talk with any anyone that's interested in for themselves, for their moon baby, and for their partners. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Charlene, for joining us. So listeners, you heard it from us. Um, please go to her website, guys, and really check out what she's offering. It's amazing. It's spiritual. It's on a whole different level. If you're ready, you know, the, the resources are there. So with that said, again, listeners, thank you for joining us. As I always say, live life with love, purpose, and intention. Thank Thank you you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. ACW is presented by Partnerships in Fitness, a fitness and health and wellness consulting group, building strong minds and bodies and empowering one community at a time. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our Pifnola YouTube channel and leave questions or comments. You have been listening to the Awareness, Culture, and Wellness Podcast. We thank you for joining us, and we hope that you tune in to our next Wellness Wednesday as we discuss topics that heal some mind, body, and spirit. Until next time, I'm Robin Gabriel Parson, your ACW Podcast host. ACW is sponsored by Jabadi. Self-care through skincare. Jabadi is for everybody.